0: hello my name is james Damon, and i'm from the anglican parish of kadjagong valley in this parish we are really keen for people to come to understand who jesus is we want people to to know just how amazing jesus is and to do this we want to show from the bible what this great man said and did now to help us Bishop Mark Calder, our diocesan bishop, is going to share with you from the Bible who Jesus is. We'd love you to watch and listen.
1: This commanding figure who changed the course of history, who changed our calendar, whose name people take on their lips in extraordinary ways, whose teaching is embedded in our history and our culture and our literature without people even realising, who is he? mark is the name of the second of four accounts in the new testament documents which have faithfully recorded jesus life and he gets straight to the point in his opening verse have a look with me mark chapter 1 verse 1 the beginning of the good news about jesus the messiah the son of god now messiah means promised one anointed one the one who the nation of israel were longing for to rescue them from foreign rule. But Son of God, what does Mark mean by saying Jesus is the Son of God? Well, the best way of doing that is by looking at different incidents in Mark's gospel and, and trying uh, from what how we see Jesus at work and what we see Jesus doing to conclude something about what Son of God actually means for us. So, Let's start at chapter 1 verse 16 and we see that as Jesus walked beside the sea of Galilee he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come follow me Jesus said and I will make you fishers of people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Wow that's That's some pulling power, isn't it? Now, we understand they had met before. We see that in John's gospel. But right now, when Jesus calls them, they drop everything. They walk away from the family business to be with Jesus. And then in the next verses, it happens again. Another fishing family, James and his brother John, also left their fishing business. And we see from the start that Jesus had this pulling power this sense of awe about him that drew people to him let's say he had a commanding authority over people that people responded to that they should take such radical steps to join jesus on his mission not to fish for fish but to fish for people then when you look at another passage with me just a few verses later chapter 1 verses 21 and 28 i'll put it on the screen they went to capernaum The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. They were all so amazed and they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to evil spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Well, there are two things I want you to note here. First, when Jesus came on the scene, there was a great prevalence and a greater awareness of the powers of evil than perhaps there is today for us. In Western culture, we don't see it that often, though in some Asian and African cultures, they see it, well, every day and the evidence of it is dark and harmful and it creates all sorts of superstitions and is very destructive. So while this story about Jesus commanding an evil spirit to come out is a little unusual for us, it would not have been surprising at the time. What is surprising, though, is the definitive way Jesus intervenes. Note that the evil spirit makes a claim about Jesus' identity. Verse 24, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But then Jesus ignores this and simply says, be quiet, come out of him. And the evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. Now that is staggering. That would have been unheard of and they would have stood there gobsmacked. But equally equally gobsmacking was their reaction to the way Jesus taught in this passage. Verse 22, they were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority Not as their teachers of the law Jesus taught like he knew what he was talking about and the teachers of the law well all they did was quote previous rabbis Jesus however got up and said I say to you they'd never heard anything like that before it was clear it was compelling it was intriguing it was life-giving see their response at the end of the passage The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority, he gives orders to evil spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee and you can understand why. So we're putting together here a picture of this Jesus. He has authority. Authority over people, come, follow me. Over evil spirits, come, out. Authority as a teacher, I say to you. Now, let me ask you, have you ever tried to get someone in a wheelchair through a crowd where there's loads of people and it's all tight? This is pre-COVID, of course. And it's very hard to get someone to the other side of the crowd where, the, where you want to go, to the other side of a, uh, an arena or a showground, etc., when the crowds are so tight. That's something of the scene in this next incident I want to show you uh, from Mark chapter 2. I'm not going to read that passage uh, to you now. You might have heard me read it before. But Jesus has come to a kind of a home base at Capernaum and word is spreading. He attracts crowds wherever he goes. People come to him from everywhere. And as as soon as the word is out that he's at home, people throng to the place. He preaches and people love it. And more come some men come who have a mate who can't walk they try to get him through the crowd to Jesus because they've heard of Jesus healing people just like him he's not in a wheelchair he's on a stretcher they're determined though to get help to their mate so determined that they grow up on the roof there's probably stairs up the side and they begin digging a hole through the roof of the the house where Jesus is can can you imagine Jesus is talking he feels something perhaps falling on his shoulder and he looks up and a hole is developing in the roof such a substantive hole that they can lower the man down in the mat on the mat right in front of Jesus well they must be good mates I'm not sure how the owner of the house felt at this point Um, but they work this way of lowering the man on the on the mat and he's there right in front of Jesus' eyes you can imagine the, the, the people that have let him down they're looking down from above and they're saying well what's going to happen now let's see full of expectation full of hope proud of the way that they've got into jesus and what does jesus say son your sins are forgiven <laughs> you can imagine the reaction of the men up there they're calling down and saying no excuse me jesus Uh, That's very nice about forgiveness and everything, but he can't walk. We want want you to help him to walk. There's been some misunderstanding. Why does Jesus mention his forgiveness right at this point? Two things for us to note. Jesus is actually pointing out that forgiveness is this man's greatest need. Yes, he can't walk, and that has all sorts of social implications at that time. But his greatest need is for his sins to be forgiven because that's everyone's greatest need that's your greatest me- need that's my greatest need you don't want to be turning up face to god face to face with god at the end of time unforgiven that is for sure the second thing to say about this is who does jesus think he is going around declaring forgiveness that's quite presumptuous isn't it and and the teachers of the law they pick this up They weren't impressed. Did you notice what they said? Why does this fellow talk like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And you know what? They were absolutely right. Only God can declare forgiveness in the way Jesus did here. What is this telling us about who Jesus is? But you see, how would you ever know that sins have been forgiven? There's no, you don't change colour or anything like that. There's no visible sign of forgiveness of sins. So Jesus does something here to demonstrate his power. He tells the man, get up. Get up, take your mat and go home. And I love the next verse. It's so understated. He took up, he got up, sorry, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all what well he doesn't need rehab or physio or a page of exercises he is completely and utterly and wonderfully healed he just gets up and walks out so our picture of who Jesus is is building you see he has authority over people come he has authority over evil go he has authority as a teacher I say to you he has authority to forgive sins your sins are forgiven and he has authority to heal get up what do you make of that let me tell you about a lady who had been sick for 12 years and a little girl who was 12 years old it's over in Mark chapter 5 one of the rulers of the synagogue named Jairus fell at Jesus feet desperately anxious for his little girl who was dying Jesus agrees to help and sets out with, Jesus, with Jairus but he suddenly interrupted a woman who had been suffering from bleeding for 12 years and women watching this will know more about that what that means than than I do and she was determined just to get to Jesus just to just to touch his clothes in the hope that some of his power would rub off and that she would be healed She got close enough just to touch the the tip and right at that moment she knew that something had changed. She stopped bleeding and she felt in herself that she was free from her suffering and from the social isolation and religious isolation that she had known for all that time. Jesus drew her out in conversation and assured her that she was indeed healed because of her faith. But in the time all that had happened, bad news, dreadful news. Jairus' daughter is dead. And someone had come from Jairus' house and brought word telling him not to bother Jesus anymore. The assumption was, now that she was dead, there was nothing more Jesus could do. Jesus thought otherwise and told Jairus simply to trust him. So he turned up at Jairus' house. Everyone, understandably, is distraught. But Jesus took command he took the little girl's mum and dad along with three of the closest disciples and went into where the girl was laid out and simply and wonderfully took her by the hand and said to her little girl get up what was going to happen you can you can imagine mum and dad watching on anxiously did she slightly move is something happening Well, they didn't have to wait long because mark tells us that immediately she stood up and walked around and they were absolutely astounded and we see in this beautiful account again jesus authority to heal and restore his authority over illness with the woman but significantly here his authority that reaches right down to the dead his authority to raise the dead yes Jesus has authority over people come over evil go uh, as a teacher I say to you to forgive sins authority over illness Begone. authority over death little girl I say to you get up what do you make of all of that elsewhere we see his authority in nature as he calms a storm with a word of his mouth and he multiplies one family's picnic so that it feeds thousands and as he walks on water and opens blind eyes and unstops deaf ears and i want to put it to you that jesus has all the authority that you'd expect god to have if he turned up in person jesus is god visiting this planet that's that's who he is people often say to me well mark i'd believe in god if he just turned up and I always say, well, he did, and we have the eyewitness accounts in his word. He turned up for you. He turned up so you can know he's for real. He turned up to call you back into relationship with him and to do everything to make that possible. He turned up to live the perfect life that you can't live, and die the death that you can des- that you deserve. He turned up to meet you at your greatest point of need to make possible your forgiveness through his death and resurrection. What will you do about Jesus? About God having turned up? If God turned up right now, you'd be certain to take notice. It would be magnificent and humbling and awe-inspiring and wonderful. God did turn up. And it was magnificent and humbling and awe-inspiring and wonderful. Many watching today already know him and know him well and love him dearly. But if you don't, today's the day to start a journey of return or discovery. And I would love to help you or people at your church would love to help you on that path of discovery. So that you might see with crystal clear clarity who Jesus is and what the appropriate response is will be. Who is Jesus? Son of God. God turned up in person. He came for you. C.S. Lewis said, this is either true and therefore very important or false and therefore of no importance. The one thing it cannot be is of moderate importance.
0: Would you like to know more? We certainly hope that you would. If this is for you, there are three things that you can do. First of all, start reading the Bible. If you haven't got a copy yourself, you can purchase one from the Mudgee Christian Bookshop on Church Street. You can also access the Bible online and apps can be downloaded for free. Secondly, why not give us a call on 6372-1126? We'd love to connect with you to find out more about you and to be able to help you to come to know more about Jesus. Thirdly, why not consider coming along for a Sunday service at one of our churches throughout the valley in the parish? To find out when church services are held, you can access kujagongvalleyanglican.church to find out more. Well, until next time, goodbye.